You are tuning into Podmas on Vlog Boss Radio, episode 124. What's up, socials? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Vlog Boss Radio. It is Sunday, December 3rd, 2017. And this is Podmas, 25 days of YouTube vlogging tips here in December. So pumped about this. If you don't know, now you know I'm vlogging and podcasting for 25 days in December, both places. It's crazy, but I'm doing it. And there is a giveaway included. After you listen to this episode of Podmas on Vlog Boss Radio, go check out the YouTube channel to watch the vlog when it goes out in that first hour. If you like and comment and all that fun stuff for those of you in the US and Canada, you'll be eligible to win a $25 gift card to Amazon. So it's very exciting during these holiday times. I'm very giving. I'm in a great mood. Life is freaking good right now. I'm so pumped. I wish I could talk about all the things I'm pumped about. I just can't. Not yet. We're getting there. I swear in this month of December, you're going to hear about all the fun things. So it'll be really good. Just we'll take it one day at a time, everybody. One day at a time. You know, I do want to shine some light on something that... I have not ignored, and I'm sure you haven't as well if you're a subscriber of Vlog Boss Radio. There were a number of days in between the last episode of Vlog Boss Radio and Podmas. I'm not going to ignore that elephant in the room. I know it's there, and I do want to talk about it. I'm very excited to be back podcasting. I tweeted this when I wasn't telling anybody about Podmas yet, that I forgot how much I liked it when I was recording these first episodes. I do really like being able to sit here and chat with you. I think it's a completely different level of our relationship than with the vlog, which I really enjoy. Um, but there was a really good reason why podcasting took a back seat. And I I'm, I'm just want to give you a little bit of context around this. Every year, I try to have a word or a phrase or something that I can really focus my energy and my attention around so that I stay in the right mindset for what my biggest goals and and things I want to achieve will be for that year. So let's go back to 2015. My word for 2015 was speak. It was a critical time for my brand awareness as a thought leader in the vlogging space. So my word motivating people, I, I just said, I have to do that as much as I can. I need as much experience and all of this happening if I want it to continue to take off in the future. When you try to rally something, you actually have to do the rallying, a lot of rallying in order for other people to come and rally you. So that's why vlogging every day is really good. That's why speaking is really good and speaking anytime you can. So I wanted to speak in any way that I could. It whether it was video or podcast or actually going to an event. And I ultimately did travel quite a bit in 2015 because I focused on that word, that word speak. I traveled all over the world, including to as far as the Philippines to walk on stages to speak and ended up actually speaking 17 times. That was also the year of Savvy Sexy Social Live, which was my workshop tour. So a lot of speaking, a lot, videos, everything but definitely walking on stage. And that certainly helped me as a speaker going forward because that experience helped me fine tune who I was as a speaker, how it's different than podcasting and video. And so that experience was extremely valuable, but that word kept me focused. 
in 2016, my word was probably not what you would expect, certainly not what I would expect of myself, but that word was change. I was going through quite a bit of adjustment in my personal life. The previous year resulted in additional difficult changes in my life that I just had to start refocusing on what was important, what was truly important to me. So in 2016, that next year, it was really important for me to embrace massive change because it was happening whether I liked it or not. Actually, I, I didn't love it. It just was happening because I knew it was the right move for me. And I'm not great at change, uh, but I'm amazing at just accepting things and just navigating them immediately as soon as I do just figure out that that's what I've got to do. So I gave that to myself as the word because I needed to be willing for that to happen at any moment because my life was completely changing at that time. So I didn't want to dance around it. It just had to happen. I had to dive in. 2017 came along and that word was very clear to me because I finally wrote the book Talk about a change in 2016, taking time off to write a book. That was a change, right? And that led to Vlog Like a Boss coming out in 2017. The word for 2017 because of that book had to be vlog, which has gotten me to this point, right? Vlog Like a Boss came out January 31st. I was very focused on that message. The best thing for somebody who wrote a book about vlogging to do was to vlog as much as possible anywhere I could, talk about it in any way I could on more podcasts and speaking and really getting focused on being that person, attaching my name to that word. And because I focused my my energy on that word for 2017, vlogging got a lot of my attention. So the podcast really did fall to the wayside, which is basically the point that I'm trying to get at here. A lot of other forms of communications, you know, had to suffer in order for that to be the case. But you can't be everywhere and be amazing. And I think that's important to really think about and be okay with. So that's kind of the really long way of explaining what's been going on with the podcast as much as I love it. And the reason why it's never really gone away is because I do love it. It just wasn't the time for it for most of this year. Although you do know that this podcast is still here because I did publish some things and it's gone through another rebrand and I really like where it's at right now and I hope that you do too. I'd love your feedback on that. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Schmitastic or send me an email. Everything's on the website. You know, just let me know. What do you think? Has it been going well for you when I have shown up? But as you know, definitely showing up for the rest of this month, 25 times. I just thought, you know, I didn't want you guys to feel... Like I wasn't thinking about you. And so that's why it was really, really big for me to consider this challenge for this last month of the year is to revive the podcast conversation a little bit. For us to reconnect is really what I care about. I don't want to call it this big revival. It's just another way for us to chat. So, you know, as I'm thinking about my word for 2018, I haven't fully settled on it yet, but I know that this podcast will play a role. The reason I know is the same reason why it really never went away. I I so treasure these talks with you. I don't take for granted that you're listening to me in your earbuds right now. You're probably doing something very important. Work, working out, driving to work, cooking for your kids, just something that 
it w- is important, but you're also trying to fit so much in that you're listening to this. And that means a lot to me. I don't take that position in your life lightly. So please keep that in mind. I, I really, really do, really do appreciate it. My goal is to be here with you much more often. So thank you for your patience with me. I want to get into the good stuff today. Uh, Of course, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking about the most important YouTube task that you should be investing in, and you'll probably be surprised to hear what it isn't. It isn't editing. I'm going to give you that, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's get into your Vlogboss gift recommendation of the day. Every day for Podmas, I'll be sharing something I recommend for the vlog boss in your life this holiday season. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's somebody else. It's completely up to you. And this is your vlog boss gift guide. My recommendation today is the Sony RX100. This is a very convenient little digital camera that I choose to use when I'm on the go vlogging. This isn't my main camera. I am using a Canon when I sit in the office and I do kind of go back and forth thinking, am I using a Canon and a Sony? That's a little weird. But you just like what you like sometimes. And the Sony RX100, when you're doing some run and gun shooting, running around town, showing people what your life is like, It's just a great little machine. The reason why I ended up switching to this was actually because of Vlab, that Vlog Every Day challenge I did in January. Initially started with the Canon G7X, which I still really love because I love Canon color. I love the color of video on a Canon, but the Sony RX100 autofocus is not to be beat. It is absolutely incredibly fast, incredibly fast, and I think that that is totally worth it. If you're trying to come up with the right camera for something that needs to travel easily, it doesn't have external audio, you're going to have to come up with other things that will work for you in that respect, but... It is a really, really great on-the-go camera. It's going to be a little bit expensive, and I will admit that the Sony is kind of a weird computer to work on the backside, but the nice thing is that you do get to flip up that screen, and you're able to see yourself, make sure you're in frame. Always lock eyes with the lens. Nobody wants to see you looking at yourself, but it is really good for just making sure on the run that everything in frame is the way it should be. This is my trusty camera that I have, and I usually have it on a Pixie tripod, which is like a desktop tripod, very short. It's a little bit more inconspicuous than a Joby, which tends to look like this weird thing that people at TSA like to pull out of your luggage and say, what the heck is this? And then they find out it's a tripod and they're like, okay, it's fine. But Uh, You can find out more about the Pixie on my shop page, or if you want to find out anything that I like in terms of gear or software or something I think you need, maybe you're thinking about podcasting and want a microphone, you can go check that out in my shop page on the website, but also for camera gear, check out the gear guide. The Vlog Like a Boss gear guide is at vloglikeaboss.com slash gear guide, and the Sony RX100 and a little bit more explanation on why I like that is in there as well. So check that out, vlog vloglikeaboss.com slash gear guide. And that was your daily vlog boss gift recommendation. All right, your YouTube tip of the day. What is the YouTube task or feature that you should be investing in? And I already said the big spoiler, which is, it's actually not a spoiler, it's more of like a big hint, that We're not talking about editing here. 
you can make a pretty good video and not edit anything. You can. I believe in you. But there is something that you should be investing in that is massively, massively important for getting eyeballs on the YouTube video. Eyeballs, a little bit of a teaser there. Let's talk about this. What is the decision-making process for watching a video? Whether somebody saw the link on social, envision that, maybe a tweet or Facebook, or did they see the link in a search result? Picture a Google page with results including YouTube videos or a YouTube search page having obviously lots of YouTube videos for potential viewing based on a query. Or maybe it was a suggested video that you saw in the sidebar of another video that you watched. What is the decision-making process for clicking on and watching that video? Well, Let's dig into that. More than likely, you saw the following. First, the headline, right? You saw a title. You saw a title that was meant to entice you, get you interested in the content, maybe even tease something that you want to know the answer to or be entertained by. So there's that. We've got a great headline. You might also see a little bit of a description depending on where you are. The description and the tags are the other area of sort of search engine optimization that you can optimize for a video on YouTube. So you might see a little bit of a description. On Google, you will see the first couple lines of your description for a YouTube video if it shows up in search because that's what they're pulling as the meta description, which you might be familiar with if you understand uh, uh, any, any website SEO. That meta description is what's backing up Google and saying this is a relevant result for you. But what else is there? Okay, maybe there's timestamp. How long is the video? What am I signing up for? How many views does it have? That's also a part of your decision-making process if you see how many views it has. But what is that big visual thing that a human sees once this result has appeared in their life? This video result. You guessed it, I'm sure. And that is the photo thumbnail of the video. That photo that is the first visual connection that a viewer has with your content to decide, am I going to watch this or not? Let me tell you what you should not be skimping on or what you should be not be ignoring or what you should think, oh yeah, YouTube is going to pull like three options for me and I'll just pick one of those. You should not be ignoring this. This is that big visual opportunity to get somebody to sign on to take the experience that is your video. That's massive. That is so big. Just with that in mind, go to the YouTube homepage and look at all of the photo thumbnails that are trying to jump out at you and say, hey, Watch me. Pick me. Yes, you have so many options and noise that is trying to get your attention as well. But my video, this video, this result is the one you should choose. That is a big deal. It is not the same anywhere else. The decision-making process for a video is so different. A video just plays on every other social network, whether you signed up for it or not. Most of the time, not. There's not going to be that indication from a thumbnail, a carefully designed photo to entice somebody in. 
the same way as as there is on YouTube. Nowhere else is that the case. Sure, photos do entice people for different reasons to watch videos, but cut and dry, a thumbnail on YouTube is literally a huge part of why a viewer decides to watch your video. So those of you who just let automatic results occur at one point in time, maybe you blamed certain things not being available to you because YouTube only makes it accessible for certain people. That's just not true if you go through some certain steps to verify that you are a person and you own your YouTube channel and you're not some random troll stealing content and starting a channel. They will give you this option to have custom thumbnails if you go through a couple of hoops and that is possible. Just Google how to get custom thumbnails on YouTube, and it'll walk you through that process. You don't even have to be a part of the partner program, which we talked about from a monetization side of things, isn't available to everyone. You can have custom thumbnails, and you must use them. They're not only going to be part of that decision-making process, they're a part of your brand. You know, we see people talking about Instagram themes these days because of the way photos look cohesive and nice on very well done Instagram accounts and they have to look a certain way or use a certain filter in order to qualify. It should be that way on your YouTube channel. Not just because you want to be able to go to your channel and say, look how pretty it is. But because when your subscriber sees you in their feed, they need to know it's you. Some of us don't have a face showing up in every single thumbnail that is going to help them make that indication. I do, but some brands won't. Ideally, a face will have something to do with it because it's going to help you make a deep personal connection and it's also going to help you a lot from a design standpoint to start with a human face because that thing's going to take about a half to maybe a third, a third to a half of your thumbnail. And then you just have to decide what to do with the rest of it. That's going to help you move the process along. But if you don't have a face or a person that is going to be in those thumbnails every single time, you still need to have something cohesive that reminds them that it is you. Maybe it's a logo. Maybe it's a similar color scheme that you use across the board. This is very, very, very important for people to know when they see your video that it's you. They make no question. As soon as they see it, they zero in on it. They're a loyal viewer. When they see it in the subscription feed, when they see it on the homepage, invest in your YouTube thumbnails. How do you do this? You can either decide to hire somebody that's really great at Photoshop to do this for you, or if you're a bootstrapper like I am and try to do a lot of things in-house, then just decide what are some things that are gonna be in every thumbnail so that you can make sure you stay within that framework. Uh, for a long time, my thumbnails on the Savvy Sexy Social channel were um, mostly a dark purple. That was my color, my go-to color for a long time as a part of the brand. And I just had a purple frame going around every thumbnail. And you saw that purple frame, and no matter what was within that purple frame and the purpley white text, you knew it was my video. So that's one thing you could do. Another thing you can do, like I said, is a logo. There's a lot of things. Take a look at other thumbnails and say, oh, if we just did something like this every time, it would be very indicative of us and, and we could have a little bit more playroom with the actual photo of the thumbnail itself and people might still know it's us. So just make sure that you look into that. Observe that. Realize that People are spending so much money on their thumbnails because that is the visual invitation for somebody to come in, even if it's somebody that's never even met you before. Let's say you go to all this effort to make the video. Why wouldn't you go to the effort 
to make the invitation to the video. It's basically a show of laziness that you did everything except for that. And they're never going to see the hard work you did because that, the thing you ignored, was the way to get them in. This is a hugely important thing for you to invest in in your YouTube content strategy. Even if it's as simple as going to canva.com or pickmonkey.com or one of these websites that is a freemium model that allows you to bootstrap it going in and drop some of the same things. I love Canva because you can just duplicate an old thumbnail and not have to completely start from scratch, but just drop in the new stuff and move some things around, change the text up. And I do have a video on this I'm going to share with you. I've gone between Canva and PicMonkey a little bit so you can see which one I'm using and how I'm using it. But I will leave a link to that video in the show notes. I definitely recommend you watch it so you start thinking about your custom thumbnails on YouTube a little bit differently. And that is your YouTube tip of the day. You should be investing in custom thumbnails. Time, money, doesn't matter. Do it. This has been your Podmas episode on Vlog Boss Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Make sure you tune in to the Vlogmas episode over on the YouTube channel. I will link to that in the show notes. If you want to discover your excellence in vlogging and building your personal brand, pick up a copy of my book, Vlog Like a Boss, found on Amazon or your favorite online store. Visit vloglikeaboss.com for more details. Subscribe for good vibes and remember to go after the life you want. Cheers.